It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! I'm starving! On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby! It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sportsbook app and DFS app. Get them both on your phone. DraftKings, DraftKings Sportsbook. Tell them Ross sent you. Put Ross in as the code. Heck, this week, you get $100 if you bet $1 on a guy to win the Masters and he gets in, oh, I'm sorry, in the top 10 and he gets in the top 10, you get 100 bones. Pretty nice. 100 to 1 odds on a guy just to get in the top 10. Doesn't have to win. Go over to DraftKings Sportsbook, put a buck on a guy in the Masters, Use the code Ross. You'll be happy that you did. I am Ross. That is, that's my name, by the way. At Ross Tucker NFL on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. We got the YouTube page, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, former NFL offensive lineman, bunch of teams over seven years. Now I got a bunch of media gigs and podcasts and all kinds of fun talking about football, including this one. You can check out all the action at Ross Tucker Pod. If you want to make sure you know when any of our new shows get posted. The star of this show? Well, it's Joe Dolan. At FG underscore Dolan. He is the fantasy gangsta. That's what FG stands for. Look, he's got (laughs) the straight-brimmed fantasy points hat tilted to the side a little bit. So FG is fantasy gangsta underscore Dolan. Speaking of fantasypoints.com. The glorious hat that Joe is wearing. Use the code 21FEAST. These guys are good enough to give us a new code for you guys each year to get that discount when you get the absolutely necessary Fantasy Points subscription. 21FEAST. So, Joe, here's what I was thinking. Sure. I think, look, there will be a lot of analysis clearly about what type of fantasy prospects the rookies have after they get selected, right? We'll have a lot more information about them. We'll know what team they're on, how it affects the other guys on the team. Got it. Get it. Got it. Whatever. I do think, and I've talked to other people about this over the years, I do think there's some value in having an idea of the player themselves and how you feel about the player themselves before they actually land on a team and discussing that. Because I feel like as soon as they get drafted by a team, it's impossible to think about it in any way other than through the prism of that new offensive coordinator, that new scheme, the skill guys there. Whereas we still have a couple weeks here on the Fantasy Feast podcast where we can actually talk about the player because as we've seen, Joe, with Darnold this week and Wentz and Goff, and it, these guys don't just stay on the same team anymore. I mean, they, they move around and it might only be after two, three, four, five years. Yeah, and and it's kind of like the uh, I guess the Ross the player empowerment era, which I'm all for, by the way. Um, you know, I know these guys get paid a lot, but the owners get paid more. Um, but that's a completely separate discussion. But it was kind of brought on, I think, a lot of people uh, believe by uh, LeBron James and the decision. And while 
certainly the way LeBron James did that when he moved to Miami uh, was heavily criticized, and and I was part of that criticism. Um, these players are now realizing, hey, we've got power. We've got we we've got the ability to to improve things for ourselves, and that's what what you're seeing, obviously, with 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 Wentz, uh, at least in particular. And then on the on the flip side of it, teams aren't as loyal anymore. Jared Goff just got that big contract, and uh, as soon as the Rams saw a potential upgrade, they traded up. I mean, they they went out and got Matthew Stafford. So you're right. Like teams are finding ways and players are finding ways to get a players are finding ways to get out of situations that um, they deem untenable and teams are finding ways to get out of these massive contracts in, in the case of, of the Rams uh, trading for Matthew Stafford who, and using the Jared Goff contract to, to, I guess, facilitate that. And they might've actually had to give up more because of it. Uh, or in the case of the Eagles with Wentz, eating the dead cap hit for one year so they can move forward with whether it's with Jalen Hurts or somebody else next season. So we are seeing these guys move around more and more often, and I think that's just going to be the way it is in the NFL. Do I still think most quarterbacks are going to stay put if they're good? Yes, I do. You know, Russell Wilson apparently is – he's wanted a trade here from Seattle. I don't know if that's going to happen. Seems like there's still a small chance. Um, uh, But I still think most quarterbacks, if they're good, are going to stay put. But there is that chance. Maybe things just aren't perfect with the team. Things aren't perfect with the player. That player and team decide to separate at some point. So here's the other question I've got for you, Joe. I think this is where we need to start. Mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting. Yesterday on the Even Money podcast, we were talking – I was talking with Steve Fezzik about Sam Darnold trade and everything. By the way, he thinks Sam Darnold stinks. He doesn't think Sam Darnold is as good as Teddy Bridgewater. So he does not really understand the trade, which I thought was interesting. But we were talking about they got Darnold instead of a rookie quarterback. and. Next week on Even Money, we're actually diving into season win totals for the first time. And he said he thinks that he has chronically undervalued rookie quarterbacks, meaning a lot of times he takes the under on season win totals of teams that he thinks are going to play rookie quarterbacks a lot. A lot of times he bets against them week one. And then he talked about Burrow, and he talked about Herbert, maybe to a lesser extent to a and you made the point, Joe, that rookie quarterbacks recently have, have been better than he gives them credit for. You know, they didn't used to be, no. but they're coming in more ready. I think teams doing a better job of scheming around them. And so he's like, you know what? I'm I'm not going to be fading these rookie quarterback teams as much. So I guess my first question, okay, is how have rookie quarterbacks fared historically, from a fantasy perspective, and in particular, Joe, in recent years? Yeah, well, historically, not very good. Um, Even guys who showed, obviously, Carson Wentz had the big second year, um, but even guys who've shown promise like Wentz did his rookie season, um, he wasn't very good for fantasy. The team wasn't very good around him, quite frankly. And that's the other part you have to take into account here, Ross, is that rookie quarterbacks very often don't have great teams around them. So you have to take that 
that into account. But there have been some exceptions here in recent seasons. Um, uh, going back to 2016, Dak Prescott, again, a unique situation. He was a fourth-round pick that that essentially inherited a Super Bowl-contending team and a Super Bowl-contending offense uh, and a very good infrastructure around him following the injury to Tony Romo. So he was very well insulated and was able to put up numbers, and obviously with his legs, he helped out with that. Um, Deshaun Watson in 2017, before he tore his ACL, again, he was a middle of the, uh, I believe he's the 10th pick in the draft. So he was on a team that was in a better position to, to insulate a rookie quarterback. And then of course he had the mobility. So that, that's a step up for him. Um, Obviously, you look at somebody like Josh Allen, who as a rookie was not very good at all from an on-field perspective, but because he was able to run, he was, as a matter of fact, I had him in a fantasy championship game, and he won me a fantasy championship that year because despite the fact that Josh Allen uh, was not very good as a rookie from an on-field perspective, he was very good for fantasy. Kyler Murray running around out there. Again, he was up and down as a rookie. I think many would argue he was up and down in his second season as well, but putting up very good fantasy numbers. So when you're looking at, for from a fantasy perspective, Ross, it, the number one thing you look for, and I'm not breaking any ground here when it comes to a rookie quarterback, is the ability to run. And fortunately, we have multiple guys in this rookie class whose legs were a major part of, of what they were able to do in college. And then you have a guy like Zach Wilson, who it wasn't a, a, the biggest part of his game, but he still has some functional mobility. So that's number one. Uh, and number two, you look for the supporting cast around the players, and we'll start. We'll definitely be talking about that. But from a general perspective, I just also think, Ross, that you, you mentioned it, teams are doing a better job putting these quarterbacks in a position to win as rookies. And, and, when I say win, put them in a better position to succeed, gain confidence. And, you know, it seems like even 10, 15 years ago, coaches would be like, well, this is my system, my way or the highway. You're learning it, so you're going to sit your ass on the bench until you learn it. Um, you look at Carson Palmer, who's the number one pick in the draft and sat his entire rookie season. Uh, you don't see that anymore. Jordan Love sat his entire rookie season, but he was an end of the first round pick and he played behind the MVP. So, you know, that that stuff doesn't happen anymore. Um, and also, teams are now understanding how important it is to build the foundation of a team. If you think you can win and you've got a rookie quarterback on that rookie deal, it's a, it's a cheat code. You're able to build a, a, a significant team around the quarterback on, on the rookie deal. We saw it with Philly and Wentz when they won the Super Bowl. The Rams, when they went to the Super Bowl, had um, had Jared Goff on his rookie deal. So teams are incentivized now to win while the quarterback is young. So you want to get these guys on the field quickly and certainly – um, in the modern NFL, the running quarterback has become more important, and that's certainly something that helps us for fantasy. Well, and Joe, a couple things. First of all, speaking of cheat code, that's what LinkedIn Jobs is. Like, I don't know anybody that's not on LinkedIn. I don't think you know anybody that's not on LinkedIn. Everybody is on LinkedIn. So if you've got small businesses like I do with RT Media and Go Big Recruiting, my front page story, you're constantly looking to hire people. LinkedIn's network has 740 million professionals. 740. Everybody is on there. I know there's other services out there. Look, none of them 
have all the peeps. Like LinkedIn has all the peeps. LinkedIn jobs can help you hire the right person for your role. Your first job post is free, by the way. Let them show you how good they are. Just visit linkedin.com slash feast. Again, that's linkedin.com slash feast to post your first job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You know, that was the one point I want to mention. The other point I want to mention, I had a vision while you were talking, Joe. Okay. And it was the 0-4 Jacksonville Jaguars in week five. And Urban Meyer is tired of losing. And Trevor Lawrence runs it 22 times against the Houston Texans because they know it's their best chance at a win. And Urban Meyer comes from the school of quarterbacks run the rock. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, Joe, but he's not going to be used to losing and he's not going to be used to the quarterback not running. So I don't know if that's wise with Trevor Lawrence coming off the torn labrum, but he's a much better athlete and runner than I think some people No, I think to be honest, I think some people look six, six tall white guy. They almost forget what he did against Ohio state a couple years ago. I was just about to say that Ross and, that was um, when I first started uh, paying much closer attention to Clemson because my wife had just gotten a job at Clemson. Uh, I was still living in State College, PA at the time. So uh, that was my, that was the first time I ever went to a bar wearing my little Clemson hat and, and going, yeah, go Tigers, because I'm a bandwagon fan. Um, but when I was watching that playoff game against Ohio State, and, and I know exactly what you're talking about, when he took off down the near sideline on the television going from right to left – for that long touchdown run, I I was like, to, to Tom Brawley, who was sitting next to me, I was like, did you know he could do that? And I think a lot of people were surprised. Now, he's not Lamar Jackson, okay? He's not. He's probably not even Josh Allen. Josh Allen's built like a freaking defensive end. So um, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is that, but he can run. And you, you come from, again, Urban Meyer, Tim Tebow, uh, JT Barrett. All these quarterbacks have run under Urban Meyer. Alex Smith ran under Urban Meyer. So that is going to be a part of, of the Jaguars game. They are still thin at receiver. Um, they are, they're trying to build up, I guess, the offensive line, I guess. Um, some of their moves didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But Trevor Lawrence, I, I expect Ross, is going to be drafted as kind of a high to mid-end quarterback, too, based on his pedigree and based on his athleticism, I, I would anticipate that he is a in that like 16 to 18 quarterback range. And I might be underrating what people are going to think of Trevor Lawrence when they look at this skill set. And, you know, he is uh, I do want to be careful to say generational because I, I don't know if, if that's fair to Trevor Lawrence. There are some concerns here, but the guy's a really good prospect. He's going to start from day one. So, you, he, you know, he's going to return some fantasy value, especially in best ball. What do we think? Okay, so you talked about Trevor's value. What do we think it means for the Jag skill guys? Um, I would anticipate it's probably an upgrade from what they had last year in Minshew and Glennon and Luton and whoever the hell else was starting there. Um, I, I'm going to be in on DJ Chark this year. I, I he's going to be a post hype uh, type of guy. I'm going to be in on him. 
Um, I want to see what happens in the backfield. Uh, they said they want to add some speed back there with James Robinson, um, who had a great rookie season. I think he's pro- people are being scared away by by p- potentially the new staff coming in and being like, well, he had a great night, great year, but he's undrafted. So see ya. Um, I- I'm I'm expecting that things are just going to be a little bit more stable for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And that's going to be good for their skill guys overall. But they still have a lot of work to do to put skill guys around uh, Trevor Lawrence. The one guy I would say, and, and again, not breaking any ground here, but Urban Meyer coached Percy Harvin. Urban Meyer coached Curtis Samuel at Ohio State. Uh, Daryl Bevel, the offensive coordinator there, coached Percy Harvin with both Minnesota and Seattle. LaVisca Chenault can be used as that kind of player. And, and I think uh, he's going to be somebody people are going to be very excited about for fantasy, especially if they don't make any big moves at receiver in the draft. Let's get to number two. We know it seems like at this point we know it's going to be Zach Wilson. We know he's going to the Jets after this Sam Darnold trade. Zach Wilson, I mean, it, it's why it's kind of funny when people say, oh, next year's draft class isn't very good. Well, at quarterback, they always say that, but then there's always a guy or always two. Always a guy. that, that emer- I mean, Zach Wilson was competing for the job with – Two other guys at BYU. Now he's going to be the number two overall pick. Now I know he's mobile, Joe, but how much does he really run? Like how much is he going to give people running yardage? He's not going to give you the the Justin Fields level running yardage. Now keep this in mind, Ross. In his three years at BYU, 75 rush attempts, 67 rush attempts, 70 rush attempts. However, as you well know, Ross – Rush attempts, uh, excuse me, sacks are counted as rush attempts in college. So you can't really look at a quarterback's rushing production and say, oh, well, he, you know, he took off and run 70 times. That's not really um, his game. He can give you, I think, a little bit of the design run element, uh, much in the same way that Patrick Mahomes can. But nobody, we've seen Patrick Mahomes have great games on the ground, but nobody's going to tell you the guys out there like Cam Newton. No, nobody's going to say, oh, he's a real weapon there. It's just something they have in their arsenal. And that's how I view uh, Zach Wilson. But you look at the Jets here, you, you have Corey Davis, you you have Denzel Mims, um, but they still need a lot of work here. Trevor Lawrence is going to be, and, correct, and correctly so, Trevor Lawrence is going to be valued much higher than Zach Lawrence in fantasy drafts this year. Uh, what does it mean for the skill guys in New York? Mims oh, well, and Crowder and those guys. I kind of agree with uh, with Fezzik. I think Sam Darnold stinks. So uh, it's it's a it's a clear upgrade for them. Like I, I mean, it's actually to me, it's it's probably a bigger upgrade than the Jags going to Lawrence, just simply because the Jags at least had some level of competent quarterback play. Um, not not to say it was good, but it was it was more competent than that of the Jets. So it's an upgrade for the Jets guys across the board. And hey, maybe Chris Herndon after you know he was what dead for twelve games and then contributed the final four. Uh, maybe maybe uh, he gets a little bit of a bump here too. But the Jets still have a lot of work to do. Okay, so you kind of said this, Joe, but I I need to hammer it down. The Panthers are kind of committing to San Donald for two years. Like they kind of committed to Teddy Bridgewater for two yeah. years last year, and then after a year realized it was a bad plan. What does it mean? Is Sam Darnold fantasy relevant in Carolina? There is the thought process that Joe Brady is that much of an upgrade, and that's on fair. Adam Gase, and he will have guys 
like, you know, DJ Moore, as well as his old buddy, Robbie Anderson. No more Curtis Samuel. He got the check down to Christian McCaffrey. What do you think of Darnold? We got to bring it up while we're talking young quarterbacks oh, in that trade. I, Ross, I'm much in the same way that Sam Darnold is a see-it-throw-it passer. I'm a see-it-draft-it guy when it comes to Sam Darnold. I have to see it before I draft him. Um, I am not 100% certain that Sam Darnold is an upgrade on Teddy Bridgewater. And I am not a Teddy guy. But at least, again, what, what were we just talking about? That baseline level of competence. Teddy Bridgewater had that baseline level of competence. Sam Darnold has shown flashes in his career. But there are, there are big-time concerns for Sam Darnold. Um, uh, I'm, I, I have to see it. I did not like that trade from Carolina's perspective, i got to be honest, based on what I have seen from Sam Darnold thus far. Yeah, I don't know that it, it's an upgrade for DJ Moore or Robbie Anderson or McCaffrey. Uh, I think, it, I mean, I'd lean more towards the downgrade section, uh, Ross, uh, at, at this stage. Darnold has ability. We know that. But, I, I mean, it, it's it's it, it's a tough sell for me at this point. Okay. We got three more first-round quarterbacks we got to discuss. We believe... It seems like most people think the Niners at number three are going to go Mac Jones, Joe. Uh, there's still some talk. Maybe it's Trey Lance. Not as much Justin Fields. It feels like Justin Fields is pretty clearly the number five quarterback. Maybe he would have been better off not playing this year. Yeah, so it's kind of unbelievable. If he didn't play this year, I find it hard to believe he wouldn't have been second. And not like he played bad. He had a couple bad games, and here he is. He's he's potentially number five. But let's talk Mac Jones, and in particular, if he goes to San Francisco, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to say there, Joe, because he's not a runner, and I think they're going to play Garoppolo for a while unless yeah. somebody blows him away. I think the, I think the, um, I think the skill set is less conducive to fantasy. Although the skill position players around him are are good, so maybe that that leans uh, uh, more in Mac Jones's favor. Now, again. Not a great athlete, um, not a not a runner, and again, oh, by the way, yet another guy who people knew who Mac Jones was last year because he played when Tua was hurt, but no, nobody was talking about him at this time last year as a potential top ten, top five pick. So just just again, wait until next year to see what happens at the quarterback position. But um, I would probably put him below. I would rank him similarly to Zach Wilson, but below because I think. There's more of a guarantee that Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson will start Week One, by the way. All right, so let's, um, let let me ask you about this though, Joe. Yeah, like, can you take Garoppolo under the he's gonna be ticked off, focused Aaron Rodgers syndrome, or is Garoppolo absolutely undraftable because of the oh. threat that? He gets traded or doesn't yeah. start more than half the um, games. Unless you're in like a super flex league where you can handcuff your quarterback, uh, Garoppolo. Uh, what have I? What have I seen from Jimmy Garoppolo that I would that I would give uh, give him the benefit of saying, "Oh, he's going to have a double middle freedom rocket season like Aaron Rodgers." Uh, like, there's no, there's there's no. Um, there, there's no comparison there for me. Uh, it's uh, Mac Jones. If if Mac, whoever the, the 49ers pick is going to start sooner rather than later, if not week one. Let's get to two more guys. Uh, yeah. The next guy, obviously, maybe the most unique 
draft profile ever. I mean, he played one year at the FCS level, was unbelievable, played one weird game in the fall, and now he's going pro. Trey Lance from North Dakota State, Joe. Supreme physical ability. Um, again, I don't know how this guy interviewed. Uh, I did hear that Mac Jones like absolutely blew a team away in their in in his interview. Um, but that's obviously going to be a big part of it. You've heard Greg Cosell talk about how Trey Lance actually has the under center shotgun. Excuse me, the under center play action pass game down pat much more so than any of the other quarterbacks in this draft class because he did that a lot at North Dakota State. So that's going to appeal to teams. And and quite frankly, Ross, as we go down this draft board. As we, as we just keep going down, you start seeing the better teams. So you look at Carolina, which I don't th- I, I would think is probably out of the quarterback game, but I wouldn't say 100% so at this, at this stage. And then you look at a team like Denver, which is probably maybe a threat to trade up. A team like Atlanta, which, where there might be a disagreement between the coach and the GM about what to do at the quarterback position. Where these teams have some talent, and then I start to see these quarterbacks like Lance and Fields, who have this this big time these big time traits, the big time mobility, and you potentially land in a spot like Denver. Now that becomes super appealing to me. So if if Lance or Fields, especially Fields, who I think probably has a shorter learning curve, just because the level of competition for Lance. Um, although we did see Carson Wentz come in and start Week One, he had more experience at North Dakota State. Um, if they if one of those guys lands in Denver or another team that might be creeping down in that uh, in the 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 end of the top ten, maybe trade up like the Patriots. I might rank that guy above Trevor Lawrence just for 2021 only because, I mean, look, you put a competent quarterback in Denver where you're throwing to Sutton and you're throwing to Hamler and you're throwing to Fant and you're throwing to Tim Patrick and you're throwing to Judy. That to me is super appealing. So uh, that is the team that I am really looking for to trade for one of these guys like Fields or Lance, these high-end trait quarterbacks, because that's a spot where a rookie can come in and succeed immediately, and that's going to attract me for fantasy. Speaking of rookies, by the way, if you are starting to lose your hair, don't make the rookie mistake a lot of other guys make and think, oh, it's nothing. It's No, no, no. You need to start right away. Two out of three men will experience some form of hair loss by the time they're 35. More than 50 million men in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness, including yours truly. Here's what I love about Keeps. I was already taking the only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss. Keeps offers both. So you just take pictures of your bald spot on your head. They send a doctor reviews it. Then they send it right to your house. I don't have to go to the doctor to get the prescription for the pill anymore. I don't have to go to the store to buy the topical solution or to go pick up the prescription. So much better. I'm keeps for life. I'm just telling you right now, I'm a keeps guy for life. If you're ready to take action like I did and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash feast to receive your first month of treatment for free. Yes, free. That's keeps.com slash feast. To get your first month free, keeps.com slash feast. Do not be a rookie. Be a pro when it comes to losing your hair. 
Justin Fields, Joe Dolan, your thoughts. I, I don't know where he's going to end up. I don't know either. Um, Again, and I don't know what these NFL teams are thinking because you look at the traits and you're like, I can't believe somebody would think Mac Jones is a better prospect than Justin Fields. I mean, but I don't know what the NFL teams are thinking. So, uh, again, he's the guy, Ross, when when I'm looking at um, landing spot, huge for him. Because if he ends up starting day one, in okay, again, just to bring up Denver, in a place like Denver, I am targeting Justin Fields for fantasy. That is a that is a stone-cold fact, and I would rank him, I think, at, in that spot ahead of Trevor Lawrence just for 2021. I'll be curious. Now, he's a guy that can really run when they want him to as well. He's not like Lamar Jackson. He's a much better thrower than that. But for these guys like Lance and Fields, especially, Joe, I I wonder how much of the run game these teams will incorporate. Yeah, and it's it's a, a, a good question, Ross, because I want those legs. Like I want I want the rush attempts as in as much as as a target for a running back is worth like 2.5 times as much as a rush attempt. A rush attempt for a quarterback is worth more than a pass attempt for fantasy. So I really want to see those guys. If you draft fields and you or or Lance, the quarterback run game absolutely must be a part of your foundational offense. Like there's no, you'd be mal, it'd be malpractice if you take Justin Fields and try to turn him into a pure pocket passer. So the, I, those teams are going to be the ones where I'm really interested to see exactly what happens. I think Trevor Lawrence could succeed as a pure pocket passer. I don't know why a team would do that, but uh, Trevor Lawrence, I think could succeed as a, as a pocket passer. Um, but if you have Fields or Lance, the foundational, a foundational part of your offense needs to be the quarterback run game. Next week, wide receivers. I cannot wait. It's a loaded class. Another class, by the way, Joe, where people keep saying, you know, oh, rookie wide receivers. Yeah, that's not the case anymore either. We'll talk about it next week right here on the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. For right now, I'm stuffed. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, one 800 with it by the way if what i was talking about included a deposit bonus doesn't always sometimes it does deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit 